This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-630-6720. That's 800-630-6720. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Somebody has got to step in and stop Jeb Bush. Somebody in his campaign must throw in the towel. The fight must be stopped. I mean, in any fight, when a fighter is getting their butt kicked like this, somebody steps up and, and says, stop the fight. I kind of like it to look at it like an MMA, too. Once a fighter has gone unconscious and is being, like, mounted from on top and pummeled with no. his elbows, at that no point, moss. Herb Dean steps in and gets the fighter off of the other one. We need somebody to step no in. Where is America's Herb Dean to step in and stop this fight? It's Doc and Skip from the Morning Blaze along with, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Jay Severin, I, I'm so happy you're here. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm it's an honor. with It's us. truly an honor. Frankly, well, frankly, I can't either, but I accept. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I say this because as far as I know, you are the only radio host to have twice brought a presidential candidate through the New Hampshire primary. And once winning it. That's right, Pat Buchanan. Yes. Well, how did you guys know about this? Jay, we, we, we do our homework on this thing. We, we have people doing <laughs> Some stuff. Some people and... think we just roll in here on a Saturday night, <laughs> sit down, and get in front of the microphones. <laughs> the good people. Nay. The good people make it I sound noted, like it's I that. noted we were a little, we weren't right off the mark at 7 because it was taking a moment longer for you two to clear bail than we had anticipated. <laughs> Uh, Jay, please. Thank you. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get your take and tell us what it takes to, you know, be a in part in a campaign for. The I'll answer now. Primary. Money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it takes for Jay to be part of your campaign. Yes. Of course, the New Hampshire primary on Tuesday. Uh, we're covering the uh, last uh, GOP debate before the New Hampshire primary. Right now, we'll lead you up to it, and then we'll have uh, post coverage, commentary, and of course, mockery. But, Jay, before we get into uh, specifics to the New Hampshire primary, somebody has to stop in and stop Jeb Bush, don't they? I mean, this is – it's actually getting – it was fun at first to see him get uh, kicked around, and now I'm getting a little concerned that he's going to go off the deep end. I don't think he can handle this. Well, I wanted to share with you guys, again, you know, having gone to this rodeo and been in charge of a candidate's, you know, mortal fate – uh, a couple times in it. I just want to give you a quick couple of background uh, uh, pieces, but I won't now. I'll answer your question. And, and that is, the the obviously tonight's debate is timed such that there has never been a more crucially timed debate or outside element oh. in the critical New Hampshire primary as there is this debate tonight that we will uh, analyze and mock wicked, as you say, in our in our next show after the debate. And because it just happens to fall this way. Tonight's the debate. 48 hours later, the primary. And the last indications are that up to 60, don't ask, please, I don't want to get depressed. Don't ask me how. But up to 60% of the people who will cast votes remain undecided. Meaning, 
for those who have any ganglia attached at all, tonight's event is one they'll be watching and will be the principal, you know, spark in what they finally decide to do. Sixty percent, half the vote at least, undecided. What are you? What are you waiting for? I mean, have you not done your homework? Or what do are you, you not know? Wishy washy. See, had we maybe had seven or eight debates <laughs> leading up to this one to go ahead and give an idea of who these candidates are? Tell me more about this. Uh, That'd be a good idea. Fella. Well, this is the old joke, of course, that they ask the, and I, I think we told this first in Iowa. It's told both of uh, Iowa and New Hampshire. You know, what do you think of Skip? You know, and their uh, candidate Skip, and their answer is, don't know. Only met him. A couple of times so far. So, I mean, yeah, they, like, expect to, like, eat pizza with the guy twice before they consider him, you know? Wow. And when I, I say know. him, mm-hmm. can I throw in one of the minor uh, debates among the debate tonight, or not so minor for some people, is that Carly Fiorina will not, uh, as, as we sit here at 7.12 Eastern time, uh, Carly Fiorina has not qualified for this debate. According to the rules established by the ABC network uh, covering, uh, carrying this debate, they set rules, ground rules, qualifications before Iowa, and they said, well, let's see what happens. So they were set before Iowa, not just before tonight. And Carly Fiorina, though she has more money, more delegates, has beaten some of the people up on the stage. And as as I say, more votes, more money, more delegates. I mean, it's a pretty strong argument. Nevertheless, you know, the broadcaster makes the rules, at least up until this point in American history. They say no Carly, and she is gone bat, you know what, over it. And All so right, have we, a lot look, of uh, supporters and non-supporters. Yeah, we got a lot to cover here, Jay, but I want to take this one by one. First off, Decision 2016. Campaign Death Watch. All right, we have to take this. I'm calling it that Jeb Bush's campaign should have been called a long time ago. The guy's been on the ropes. He's down. I don't know how many standing eight counts he needs. His campaign is just watching him get his ass kicked. And I think Jeb Bush's campaign is definitely over as of Tuesday. And I, I half joking, but I'm a little concerned Jeb, I'm worried about doing himself in as well. Jay, here's what we've had running up to it. If you need any further proof that Jeb is done here, uh, first of all, we have this little gem where he was stumping last week, started speechifying in the middle of it, paused for the audience to react. They did not, and he had to ask them to clap. I think the next president needs to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. Jay. By the way, guys, come this on. is the first known recorded episode in which a candidate for high office requested clap. <laughs> I believe that. I totally believe that. And by the way, too, there was no added time between those pauses, too. That was the only thing that was edited as no. I increased the volume it was of his clap. No, it's not the it he's was not the only presidential candidate to get the clap. That's no, no, no the only to request it. To request yeah, it, yeah. exactly. Now yeah. he said that. That's that's some proof. Let me make my case here. He also said that anybody who has a problem voting for him because of his last name should quote or excuse me. Uh, quote needs to get therapy then he's campaigning i would would say that anyone who Mm -hmm. requests of the walt disney organization 
their help technologically in taking the frozen head of his long dead mother <laughs> and 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 taking it out of a chirogenic state and putting it on a body so wow. she can hobble into New Hampshire yeah. and ask for votes for my little boy. I, I would say that's kind of therapeutic inducing. If I knew this worked, I would have had my mom campaigning for for ratings for us, Jay. I would have put my mom <laughs> out there. And I thought... I just thought that was like pretty much off limits. You know, your mom doesn't come to help you after a certain age, like 12, right? I mean, mom, I want you to be my agent. If you don't get 12%, your ass is fired. You know, the only person who thinks this is acceptable is the influenza kid's mom. <laughs> That's the only, excuse me, affluenza kid's mom. I can affluenza. imagine Barbara Bush going in like flying with Jeb to Mexico to disappear for a couple of weeks. Jeb comes back. He's all scraggly with a beard before Super Tuesday. And then, Jay, he's on Fox News and Brett Baer is asking him, um, about um, Marco Rubio and saying, you've said Marco Rubio doesn't have experience to be president. And he, yeah, that's right. And then Brett Baer brings up this. Experience. No, what, what, will you tell me what experience it is? Well, experience enough that you recommended him for vice president when Mitt Romney was looking. <laughs> yeah, except he doesn't wow. the experience Ouch. to make a tough decision. But why recommend him for vice president then if he didn't have the experience back then? Because he would have earned it. <laughs> See, there you go, Jay Severin. Your thoughts, your thoughts, Jay Severin. He would have earned it. Uh, who says he got into Yale because of his name? Uh, I, 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 look, the I I I'm with what you say. I'm down with what you say. Right. Let's let's pay attention to something though. The strategic overlay on this, which it very much includes Bush, Bush, him. <clears throat> is that the press, i.e. reality, has already dismissed who's going to win. The press, the media, the mainstream media, as you know, already has this nailed. What's going to happen on Tuesday is some combination, almost certainly the way they're treating it. They'll draw back a little, but right now they've got it. Trump, Rubio, Rubio Cruz, Cruz, Kasich. Yep. And, and it's sort of in that, you know, that cluster. And then they're looking, the real excitement is the undercard fight almost, which is which of the governors can get their ticket punched and get out of New Hampshire. And the, 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 uh, the attention, I think realistically, is on Chris Christie and, and certainly mostly on Christie because Bush can go on because of the money and name. Right. I think Christie is a dead man if he doesn't, uh, you know, depending <laughs> on what happens. You know, depending on what happens in New Hampshire. But they're looking at they, they really think it's the sort of Trump Rubio Cruz trifecta. And the, all of the attention is focused on uh, of Kasich, Christie and Bush. And, 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 you know, who comes out of that one? Is there a fourth ticket or a fifth? To, I, I do think one of the most interesting parts of this entire thing, specifically looking at Jeb Bush, is when you actually take a look at this completely objectively at Bush, that he would be the dumb Bush brother. <laughs> wow, that's uh, yeah, wow. No, it's yeah, amazing. no, that's that's All right. it's stunning, uh, uh, but I, I, but not untrue. Look, the other thing to consider is, and and no one has yet, but we are here on the Blaze, and that is this vote could be and has historically been. By the way, this vote could be so splintered that it could end up being so unambiguous that it's like a wash. 
we could end up with seven candidates with 16 percent yeah you're right you're right yeah you really don't know here and if it's not if there's no no definitive rendering here a sorting out a thinning of the herd then it's really a matter of who's got the money and the desperation despite a rationale to go on to south carolina you know a few days later you know christie Kasich, bush carson i haven't even mentioned carson and i think he's he's, he's done doa in new hampshire yeah. but christie and carson both i think are gone he, he's uh, he's polling what two two percent right now in new hampshire now granted that's not his bread and butter it's a new you know a new england state and you know theoretically he'd do better in south carolina but I just, you know, it comes down to money and everything. I think he's pretty much done, too. Um, I know I, I know, yeah. we're supposed to be objective here at The Blaze, but I want to say to everyone now, admit to you guys, my partners, uh, admit to the world that I did send him a, uh, a text, Carson, really? giving him the address of two clothing stores in New Hampshire. What's that? Oh. <laughs> so that he, you know. So he doesn't have to go to, to Rio tonight right. to buy clothing or to or to Sydney, Australia, you know, yeah. once the, the the debate is over. You don't think he's going to have to stop, stop at the house afterwards to, uh, you know, fly there and then all the way back up for Tuesday. And then before of course, no, South I, Carolina, I you got to go home, too, you know. Yeah, I have to go home to bathe. I have to go to the bathroom and I can only go in my own house. And one then word, I'll be back in five one days. One word uh, for Ben Carson, Samsonite. I mean, <laughs> buy a suitcase. Not Samson. Dude. Mine. I mean, yeah. to, to his credit, in fairness, I never like using the laundry room at the Holiday Inn either. <laughs> it always seems a little dirty, a little skeezy. Somebody leave a crayon in there or That's something? That's my thing. Is I mean, if I can, I'd always prefer to do laundry at my own house. All right. Hey, uh, the number is 888-900-3393. It's 888-900-3393. We're going to get some of your calls coming up. Again, 888-900-3393. It's Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, along with J.E. Severin for the... The pre-analysis for tonight's GOP debate in New Hampshire. Ty, uh, Ty Johnson is spinning the dials for us radio style in New York City. Ty, baby. So you can follow us on Twitter and engage with us as well. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, at J underscore Severn, and at Ty Johnson News. So we'll get some of your tweets as well. But we welcome the calls and tweets throughout the program. All right. Uh, so moving Rubio, along. May yeah. I say Rubio is going to walk out there tonight on the stage? And if this were, if we were, and I think we kind of are, if we were doing a Saturday Night Live bit here, uh, Rubio would, they'd say, tonight's contestants, and they'd introduce each of them. Rubio would come out and be dressed like an elk, you know, or a moose <laughs> what, with, a, with a big. With a big target spray, a big bullseye spraying it on, uh, spray painted on him. Because tonight, the, you know, the surging Rubio is everyone's going to be shooting at him from behind the podium. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but I also think Rubio is going to come out swinging tonight. I mean, he's he's been pretty aggressive. He doesn't smile a lot in these debates. He's not like, hey, how you doing? And then attack when he has to. He's very serious. Well, very his new excessive. teeth haven't come in yet. His second <laughs> teeth haven't come in yet. <laughs> Those wisdom teeth. So, uh, but I think, uh, but I think he's going to come out swinging too. I think they're going to say, and uh, uh, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, and he's just going to start attacking them. He may just walk up and punch somebody. Um, I think, uh, and I think he probably has to, Jay. I think he has to, to uh, come out swinging a little bit there. Guys, it's about the lanes. They, they've, t- and I don't mean Lois uh, or Lana. Oh, no, that was Lang, wasn't it? Anyway, about the lanes, and it's been established. <clears throat> and, you know, once it's established, whether or not it makes sense, and I think it does, but even if it didn't, you know, once it's, report, once it's reported, it is. And, and so the standing conventional wisdom is 
there are three lanes you've got to maneuver your political car into tonight. It's like a bridge tonight, you know, getting through the toll. And you have to either be the first car in the outsider lane, the conservative lane, or the establishment, also called the governor lane. And the interesting (laughs) thing that brings into this is that all my life, having been as a political consultant dealing with this, all politicians at this level deal with the conundrum of the executive profile versus the legislative profile. I, I, don't worry. Don't, don't pass out. I'll do it in 10 seconds. You know, the governors are different than senators. Senators are one of, one, one of 100, right? They spend their lives compromising in committees. It's very hard to point to anything a senator has done because he's one of 100. That's an executive. I'm sorry. That's a, a, a legislative profile. An executive profile is a governor. He or she has to make decisions like a CEO. That's why governors have, in modern American history, done much better with voters than senators. Anyway, <laughs> it's a Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and uh, Jay Severn. We're here for uh, pre-debate analysis for the New Hampshire primary debate that is uh, tonight between seven of the GOP candidates that remain in the race. A couple of them didn't make it. <clears throat> Carly Fiorina and uh, Jim Gilmore technically still haven't suspended their campaigns, but they're not on stage tonight. Tonight, you will see Donald Trump, who is in the lead. Marco Rubio, who is surging and currently in the polls uh, second in New Hampshire. Ted Cruz, you will see him on stage. He is currently third place in the polls in New Hampshire. Tied for second, uh, depending on what polls you look at, is uh, John Kasich and uh, Jeb Bush. And then bringing up the rear at 4% and 2% respectively, Chris Christie and Ben Carson. That's who will be on stage tonight. Jay, uh, what other uh, fireworks do you see tonight? Is this, I mean, Trump just has to maintain. Rubio has to push a little and hope he can continue to surge. What does Cruz have to do in this? Cruz has to not screw up. There's not a lot he can do. He's really not the headline tonight. Uh, the reason for that, as much as anything, and call this call this a coincidental uh result of Trump's madness or call it evil genius. But the fact is, for the, one of the first times in my lifetime, in our lifetimes, the winner of Iowa did not get a bounce. Why did Ted Cruz not get a bounce out of Iowa? Well, I can pretty much tell you the reason. Because all of the news media was covering for the 72 plus hours out of Iowa, not the fact that Cruz had won, but the fact that Trump was complaining that he had the election stolen from him. And so the, the first three, four, five election cycles after the election, it, people found it much more exciting to report on Trump standing up and saying, Cruz is a scumball. Cruz is a liar. Cruz is a thief. Cruz should be arrested. I want a redo. I want a new election. Dr. Carson was, you know, slandered. So Okay, was this just his usual Tourette syndrome manifestation, or was this a plan on Trump's part to keep everyone again off balance talking about him? Either way, I think it's what costed uh, Cruz his traditional post-Iowa winner's bounce. Yeah, I think you're right. That definitely plays into it at least some. I don't know, but you're right. 
Um, everybody was focused on that stuff. I don't know if it was calculated by design from the media because they're just hating on Cruz. If they're if they're just uh, distracted at shiny things, you know, that's the <laughs> thing they have to talk about. You know, some of them are uh, not bright. So and they're like Dory from uh, Smallmouth Bass. <laughs> right, exactly. That's it. <laughs> All right, we are going to get some of your calls coming up. 888 That's 888-900-3393. Also get those tweets in with the hashtag uh, GOP debate. I think that's what we're going to be using throughout the debate tonight. Again, hashtag GOP debate is what we're doing. 888 900 A lot of people, Jay, uh, uh, Jay, have been asking specifically about John Kasich. I mean, he's he's doing really well, but he's put all of his eggs in the New Hampshire basket. Um, so it's the, the only place be, he's been. Yeah, exactly. It's literally the literally the only place he's been. Partners, he's yes. never been. To, he he was in Iowa for four hours mm-hmm. to do the debate. He was not in Iowa ever before or since. He was not in any place, not South Carolina before. Uh, he, he went in one place. He camped out in uh, New Hampshire. That's it. That's where he's put his eggs, as you say. Yeah, so I guess he's just hoping he'll get enough of a show tonight that'll justify him moving on. We shall see. Again, more of your calls and your tweets coming up on this, the coverage of the GOP debate, debate live from New Hampshire. Stock and skip along with Jay Severn on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special post-debate presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate on the Blaze Radio Network. is reactions and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. All right, we're back. Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, along with Jay Severin. A few technical glitches here, but we're we're going to go ahead and plow through this thing and get through it right up to debate time. And, of course, we'll be here with uh, post-debate coverage as well. At least we can all be confident in saying that all the technical problems we've been having tonight is purely the fault of Jeff Fisher. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm going for. It's all I have. Okay. Back to the debate. Uh, so, Jay, uh, a couple people have come out now. We've got some uh, new budding bromances for Marco Rubio in the form of Rick Santorum and Bobby Jindal. Mm. What, is, what is the um, allure of endorsing somebody? Does this – I've always heard these things, and, Jay, you've worked in, on campaigns before. I've always heard, and I'm not really sure how it works – but often a candidate will say, hey, you're dropping out. You endorse me. I'll help you pay off your debt. Is that likely what's yep. going on here? Yep. <clears throat> that and the favor bank, the universal favor bank, UFB. It, you know, someday, somewhere, somehow, whoever's the endorser will maybe be running for another office or need someone to appear at a fundraiser or whatever. And there is no reason to burn waste you know, a perfectly good crisis, as Rahm Emanuel, ironically, mm-hmm. you know, for the Democrats might put it, if you, you've got a candidacy in which you have invested X, Y, and Z, if you're going to end it, is there anything you can wring out of it, you know, before you throw it away? It's okay. like a tomato. You know, don't take one slice and throw a perfectly good three quarters oh. of a tomato away. You know, <laughs> can, can you wring anything out of this that you can use? But 
I think I would, I would compare it to like an apple because you're leaving way right. too much meat there with the tomato. It's more like when you have only right. the core left and you're saying there's that little <laughs> nugget of flesh right around the, the seeds. That I, they're little, I can get a little bit out of it, right? I'll go for that. Okay. Yeah. And apple juice is tastier than tomato <laughs> yeah. juice. I, admit. I have some, I have some uh, news on the ground. Can I share that okay. with us sure. all? Mm-hmm. I learned this afternoon, and I'm not claiming exclusivity here, but I don't think a lot of people know this. There has been a uh, firestorm that occurred this afternoon that was too late for the news cycle so far. And here's what I can report to you. There has been a detected, a late-minute rash of negative campaigning, which puts to shame anything that Trump was complaining about or Carson was complaining about in Iowa. You know, because Cruz was telling people, looks like Carson has dropped out. Okay, as we said then, or, you know, I, I think you guys agreed. I said then, you know, tut, tut. I mean, grow up. Politics 101. Stop whining, you know. But, but as evidence of such, here's what was detected this morning and early afternoon. And this is just what's been detected. Negative door. And I know all of these. I'm going to, you know, I could rely on the uniform statute of limitations to uh, divorce myself from them. But I'm just going to even say further as a prophylactic. I know nothing about this, but I've heard about it. Uh, There has been negative door knocking where people are at home. They get called first from the curb. We know they're home. We knock their door. They answer. We say, hi, I'm Timmy. I'm from the cruise campaign. Did you know that Marco Rubio is a bastard? Yes, he's a bastard of Spanish and African missionaries who sold secrets to the Rosenbergs and conspired (laughs) with them to give our atomic secrets to the communists. Mm -hmm. Okay, remember, I'm from the Cruz campaign. Thank you. So there are people going out uh, in hordes. Uh, knocking on doors, representing themselves as being from campaign A. They are, in fact, there to uh, represent campaign B and to slander uh, the other campaign. The other one is push polling. No surprise to anybody. That's where you receive a phone call. We know who they know who you are. They call you your home and you say, hi, I want to ask you a few questions. Did you know this is the International Polling Organization? Uh, did you know that uh, that uh, Ted Cruz is a bastard? Yes, he's the son of African and Spanish missionaries who conspired with the Rosenbergs. Okay, so yeah, would this make you more or less likely to vote for Ted Cruz? Okay, those are fairly innocent compared to this, and I only wish I had the sound. I heard this sound. There have been robocalls. We know what those are, yes? Sure, you know, absolutely. You know, com- computer-generated Robotic calls, phone calls, robocalls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, robocalls going across the state to registered voters in New Hampshire uh-huh. saying we are and I forget their name we, we you know we are hate group Z we are white supremacists we believe in in white supremacy uh, we believe that black people are inferior we believe that the races should be, live apart we believe that they, they, everyone except white people should be sent home from the United States. Uh, and we support Donald Trump. He's our candidate. Vote for Donald Trump. Now, I've heard the, uh, I have personally heard the audio from this. So the question arises, was this done by someone, some nut actually trying to help Donald Trump? Or was it done by some nut trying to hurt Donald Trump? Anyway, 
That's what's happening in the final hours. And guys, it ain't unusual. Yeah, you know, I never thought of it. It's actually kind of brilliant, but I'll bet you that's uh, that's a time-tested strategy people use. I'm guessing yeah. that has happened many, many times. I know people who have used it. <laughs> well, and, and what's frustrating about that, too, is that these are tactics, too, that can be, be employed at the, at the candidate level, too, or at some rogue uh, poll worker Bingo. level as well. Super so it's pack. very hard to... Super PAC. Or a super PAC to really dictate where that's coming from and throw too much criticism on any candidate for any sort of, of situation that arises like this. At, and always done, guys, at the last minute. That used to be, before email, that used to be the so-called grotesque beauty, quote-unquote, of direct mail. And there were famous guys, I won't go into it, but there were guys who made their bones in Republican politics being direct mail experts. And what they would do is boil down to a science how to drop mail that arrived guaranteed on Election Day. And it would say, did you know, you know, your favorite candidate is a bastard, the children right. of, you know, uh, and, 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 and it's too late. Where, where do you, you know, what do you do you, about there's it? No, there's no time to refute it, right? I mean, that's the yeah. whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or even cover it. On uh, Google Trends, if, uh, if you go to Google Trends to see what are the, you know, uh, trending questions, statements, things people search for, all of this. And you look for the debates tonight, and you, you break it down by candidates, Jay. Really interesting. Top five questions, and I'm going somewhere with this. Top five questions that uh, people have Googled about Ted Cruz. Uh, how old are Ted Cruz's uh, daughters? How can Ted Cruz run if he's Canadian? What does Ted Cruz want for America? What does Ted Cruz stand for? Who is Ted Cruz? Those are the questions. If you look at Marco Rubio, how old are Marco Rubio's children? How many kids does he have? How is Marco Rubio's, or what is Marco Rubio's religious uh, affiliation? Where were Marco Rubio's parents born? How old? Standard stuff like this. Kasich. How did uh, Kasich do in Iowa? Is Kasich pro-life? Uh, how to say Kasich? How to pronounce it, in other words. Uh, what does Kasich stand for? Where did Kasich go to college? Then you get to Jeb Bush. Will Jeb Bush drop out? What does Jeb Bush stand for? <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when will Jeb <laughs> Bush drop out? What happened <laughs> to Jeb Bush's campaign? What happened <laughs> to Jeb Bush? Five, four of the wow. top five trending questions about Jeb Bush all have to do with his failures as a candidate. When is he going to drop out, Jay? Question number five. When and where are the services? <laughs> right, that's... I mean, even Trump, you go there, and it's again, how did he do in Iowa? Will he win New Hampshire? Uh, where is his wife from? These things about their platform and about right. their personal lives. But Jeb Bush is every one of them. I mean, the only one that is not about is he going to drop out is what does he stand for, which is almost Question as number bad. six for Bush. Are, are, are donations to foundations being accepted in lieu of flowers <laughs> right, right i think can we do that exactly can i get my money back if i if i endorsed him if i gave him money if i donated to his campaign is there a refund policy right i mean jay if if, if he's your candidate and you see that i mean aren't you you kind of going to him well you you want to keep getting the money for the consulting fees right so you're like no no you got it you're you got this one uh no well, that's the great sin of course i mean <laughs> But, uh, you know, Bush, look, Bush could surprise here. Again, the, the story is almost, I mean, it could change in the next few days, but mm -hmm. the wave has almost already passed about 
who's going to be first, second, and third. Everyone already quote unquote knows wrongly, I'm sure, you know, that it's going to be. I mean, until I make my predictions, obviously, we won't know right. who's going to win. But for now, every everyone is sort of assuming it's Trump, Cruz, Rubio. Trump, Cruz, Rubio. Rubio, Cruz, Crump. Cruz, Trump, Cruz, Crump, Cruz, Rubio. You know, it, it, and, and that's really the story that they feel they've kind of wrung a lot out of that. So they're really looking for which of the poor bastards, you know, who's. Who, who moved to New Hampshire and opened a vein, you know, Kasich, Christie, Bush. Uh, who's left? Did I leave someone out? I mean, I know I left Carson out, but I did it on person, uh, on purpose. Wh- who, you know, they're really arguing about, is there a, is there a, a, a third, a meaningful, I'm sorry, like fourth, maybe fifth place out of this or a surprise? Um, all right. Um, I just, uh, so are you ready to give your predictions? And they'll all be after Rubio tonight. He's the one Uh, surging. So they're all, they're all going to go after Rubio. Are you you ready to give your predictions now? You're, uh, you ready for that, Jay? Yeah. You ready? No, no. (laughs) I mean, cause you, people are waiting. They're, they're hanging on your every word because they know of your successful track record in Iowa. I appreciate that. that. And I salute their superior judgment in doing so. But I, uh, no, there's more. I, I've got to like, you know, I got to call in markers. I have to talk okay. to this super well, I mean, secret. I got to meet with people in basements and garages, <laughs> and nefarious places to people garner this in, information. In the okay, middle of the night in week. dark cars. And- now, see, that yeah. all makes sense. And I was going to go ahead and give my take on it, although you are the only radio host to have twice brought a presidential candidate or a client through the New Hampshire primary and once Well, winning, let's not deal in ancient history. How about I'm the only radio host or media person who correctly named 1234 in Iowa just five days ago? Let's That's deal right. with That's- current history, shall we? Well, I mean, we're just getting... Can I bask a, in that? You've got a very live, large body of work. It's... <laughs> Not as large as Chris Christie's body no. of work, but hey, I'm oh, sorry. No. It's right there. It's right there. I couldn't help. Oh, but what do you? But what do you take from uh, the debate tonight? Who do you think is going to make a strong showing, and who um, will not? I I think it's going to be a matter of who makes the weakest showing. Okay. Uh, again, one of the things that 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 I think the most overwhelming dynamic tonight is the presumption that everybody you know you know you ask uh the the political director of cnn or you ask a ham and egger on the street who's going to win new hampshire they're all going to tell you in some order or another trump rubio, rubio cruz. cruz right so the mystery so it could be entirely wrong although i think it's I mean, I don't see how Trump could possibly blow this, uh, though, like, with an asterisk. Uh, uh, so but there's always really, an asterisk been, with Trump. Yes, uh, but it's been built up such that the only mystery left is we know Trump will go on. We know we know Rubio will go on. We we assume um, only if he were crushed. You know, if Rubio came in seventh tonight, he might be well out of this. Right. Um, uh, Cruz, we assume. Because of Iowa and money and support, he'll go on. But will Kasich? Will Bush? Will Christie? So, so the real mystery is actually in sort of the undercard. It's weird. It's usually not like Kind of this. a flip-flop, right? 
Yeah, yeah. People are paying attention to who finishes third, fourth, fifth, sixth, kind of. The asterisk with, with, with Trump is we now know that he had no ground game. In um, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't actually tell tell you all about this. I know, and I'm not kidding, honest. But there's someone who, in time, I'll be able to tell you, uh, is working with another candidate um, who told me that uh, that not only did did Trump have no ground game in Iowa, where it really matters, in New Hampshire it matters less. You've got one third the you know the territory. And right. three times the votes. So everyone lives within five minutes of where they vote, and it's a vote. It ain't a caucus. So it's, it's a much easier matter. Not, not less serious just or meaningful, just easier and uh, less burdensome. But the thing is, you still need a ground game. Not like you do in Iowa. You still need one. And when Trump announced, uh, this was an inside, inside, inside story. No one cared about it. But during this week, I could tell you, Trump was reported, uh, told to me by a source, to have said... Um, well, you know, what's this ground game stuff? And someone said to him, you need to have one. Just shut up. You know, you need to have one. And we need to do one in New Hampshire. And he said, okay, give the guy $50,000. And the guy looked back at him and said, are you out of your mind? You know, and he said, no, no, we don't. Yeah, I don't need that. You know, and, uh, and the, the insider, uh, who I'm not naming, said, look, if Trump gave him a check for a billion dollars a week ago, a month ago, it wouldn't have mattered. These guys who built a ground game, a turnout ID and turn out the vote, they've been doing this for more than a year. You could have a zillion dollars and you could not construct and execute a get out the vote campaign in four or five days. So, again, will that be important? Maybe not. But to the extent it is, Trump still doesn't have one. And that's why he may still win, but... Trump's in a funny game here, guys, right? If he wins, but wins by only five points, he lost. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right, it's like Bernie had- Sanders. Bernie's supposed to win by 90 tonight, you know? If, or, I'm sorry, not tonight, but he's supposed to win on Tuesday by 90 points. You know, mm-hmm. if Bernie wins, but he only wins by five, he lost. That's a good, I was, I really was not factoring that in, Jay, but you're right. The expectations are so high for Trump, and you, and th- this imagine trump only gets only wins by five points or six points or whatever he comes off of iowa where he was supposed to win and hindsight's 2020 but we now know okay that made sense what happened but where he was supposed to win because that's what those last minute polls showed and then number two he only wins by five so it's perceived as a loss that starts looking pretty bad for him people are going to start thinking he's the loser even though he's doing quite well just let me correct you on one thing loser Lusa. Lusa. Have you you realized that uh, the similarities between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump? Think about this, Jay. Think about this. Yeah. Number one, they both bring up a lot of really good issues that are problems in America today. I mean, they both they both step up and say a lot about talk about a lot of things that people are frustrated by and you get behind. Number two, neither one of them have the right ideas to fix those problems. (laughs) And number three, neither one of them can say the word huge. That's true. 
Well, I'd also like to point out that... Both are bit actors from the movie Saturday Night Live because Trump is from uh, Queens and Bernie is from Brooklyn. As a Manhattanite, I'm going to say something really nasty, but I don't take it back now or later. That is, they are what we used to call GUs, geographic undesirables. And if you listen to their accents, you know in an instant they were born on the wrong side of the bridges and tunnels. Mm -hmm. You bastards! Toity, 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 you bastards. Although, in fairness, too, when you take a look back at the last election, look how closely Barack Obama and Mitt Romney are aligned in policies. It's the same thing we're going to get this time with, uh, with uh, they Trump could, They versus... could both say the word huge, though. That is true. That's that, is. that is true. <laughs> and and, and, let's, let's be, and I do want to clear this up. Neither one, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, neither one of them were born in Staten Island. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> no, no, that's right. So that's good, that's right? right? That's... No, no Romney, and Romney owned the bridges and tunnels. <laughs> tunnels, right. It's a little bit different there, whatever. Uh, but it, it, it's just amazing to me when I, I, I keep coming back to this. I'll drive down the road and I think your, your nominees, Democrat and Republican Party, might be Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. And it doesn't matter if you love him or hate him. Just from a spectacle point of view, just had you told me this two years ago that these would be the candidates, I, I would have just, I would have laughed. I would, it would have been a big bit I did on the air of how nuts you are. And now twerking. here they are, right? Twerking. Yep. It's when I watched the, I, I said on the air when I watched the uh, Grammys or something with my family. I was reading, I was with my family. Right. And Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus came on the stage and approximated sex with several men. Right. And I looked over at my 14-year-old daughter and a jaw agape, and she just looked at me like she was soothing me and said, twerking, Daddy. Twerking. <laughs> and, and Robin Thicke was oh, totally asking oh, for oh, it, though. <laughs> right? So I said, oh, okay. So I'm supposed to know this, and I'm supposed to be okay with this. So I look at Donald Trump. I have exactly the same reaction as when Miley Cyrus was approximating sex twerking. on stage. Twerk, twerking, political twerking. twerking Jay, that daddy. is absolutely brilliant. I could just see that play out where you're like, the look on your face is, what the hell is that? And she just knows you're going to ask, what the hell is that? So she just goes, it's twerking. It's twerking. Sorry to tell you what it is, but I know Calm I have down. To. Jay, that's not, uh, that's not all that dissimilar to my father seeing Boy George on uh, Solid Gold back in the late 70s when he watched this thing and slowly it occurred to him that that was a man dressed as a woman. And he went, is so that a man? Speak. Is that a man dressed as a woman? Is that, is that a man dressed as a It's the same thing. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, so he looked at you in a similar moment? And, and I went, I went it, it's a man. It's a man dressed as a woman. It's boy George. Boy George twerking. A troubling. troubling. I, I, can remember, I, I can remember a, a similar instance, too, when my, uh, when my cousin first saw Michael Jackson on TV. Yeah. It's like what? Uh, what and? is that? What? What is going on with that? Just what? What, <laughs> what is, this? is going on? She with would that? have probably been eight or nine at this point too. What just is that? perplexed as what or what this thing was? Boy, girl, doing dancing. Jay, I want to get your Honey, take on can this you too. Pronounce a hermaphrodite. <laughs> I'm Mr. Jay, Robinson. There was uh, yep. apparently a little feud between Donald Trump. Now I don't think this is going to affect him in the primary too much. Although the person he was feuding with. Is a New Hampshire night or New Hampshire? Er, yeah, they're from New. Someone Hampshire. from New Hampshire. Someone from New Hampshire. John Sununu and Donald Trump had a little battle. John Sununu said of Donald Trump, "Are you ready? Yeah. He's had four big bankruptcies. Trump Airlines went bankrupt. Trump Magazine shut down. Trump Steaks went out of business. 
And when he was the owner of the New Jersey Generals, they also went out of business. This guy has a history of failure and losing. He is a perpetual loser. This is John Sununu who said this, the former governor of New Hampshire. And Donald Trump then came out and uh, said uh, nobody likes him. You know, started his whole shtick and attacked John Sununu then. Your thoughts, Jay Severin? I would say that as of this moment, because you told me something I didn't know. I didn't know that Sununu had taken off on Donald Trump. And I'm really waiting for the full Trumpian, you know, mm-hmm. the full Trump uh, response. But the full it occurred to me that this, this, this makes John Sununu different from Dana Perino on the five on Fox uh-huh. uh, in a couple of ways. One is that Dana, all of Dana would fit into Sununu's nose. Yes. Um, the second one is that uh, their political views, though, are so hilariously. No, no, yeah, no. In the in the literal sense, hilarious. Oh, no, hysterically is the word I mean. They're so hysterically transparent. Like when Dana, watch Dana's body language on the five. When when they start talking about anything other than Bush, she folds her arms and sinks back into her chair. <laughs> she, I mean it. I mean I it. Know, I, watch. She totally won't. True. She is. She, she, it, just, Skippy, you've seen it. No, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Every single time, yeah. too. There's a, there's she a singular so pro, focus on the mind. So pro-Bush. And and look, Sununu admits to being a Bush surrogate. Uh, Dana Perino doesn't. But, you know, next time, at least he can, if he's, you know, depending on when Trump is finished with him, he could pull Dana out of his nose and they can do a twin act, you know. Um, yeah, it, I, I would say this about that, too, when I first saw this. I was like, wow. You know, uh, John Sununu's right. All these things, you know, Trump failures or whatever. And, you know, that's a good point he made. However, David Souter, done. John Sununu, why are you speaking? Why are you around? Why are you commenting? Why is anybody to David Souter? Right. He is the one who went and picked David Souter and said, George H.W. Bush, this has got to be your pick for Supreme Court. And David Souter then uh, retires. And who takes over for him? Or, or based on Obama's appointment, Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah. This is who Universal they, he favor gave bank. us there. Yeah. The Bushes invented, well, no, they didn't invent, but they perfected the universal favor bank, politically speaking. And if you were for Bush, you're going to be for Bush. And then wow. Bush is going to be for you. And the whole network from Brent Scrocoff to Don, Don, did I say Don Cheney? Was he a bowler? Dick Cheney yeah. uh, to, you know, I mean, or a basketball coach. Anyway, everybody in the, in the Bush network, I was once in it. Anyway, you know, you pay off, you get in, or you get out. All right. All right. The uh, last GOP debate before the New Hampshire primary on Tuesday is coming up next. Yeah, for many. (laughs) Any debate might be be the last debate period (laughs) for Ben Carson. We'll uh, we'll have more commentary and, of course, mockery of following that debate right here on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate. The Blaze Radio Network.
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-630-6720. That's 800-630-6720. 